Thank you for listening to the Father Goodrich Sermon Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, take a moment to subscribe now. We hope these sermons will give you insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey of faith. Now, this episode's message. Amen. Today is the first Sunday in Lent. And sometimes people will come up to me and they will say, well, how should I observe Lent? And if I don't have a lot of time, I always give them the same short answer. Give something up, take something up. How can you observe Lent? Give something up, take something up. Let's say that together. Give something up, take something up. Now, before I can scramble that short answer into an omelet that you might be willing to eat for breakfast, let's rewind this discussion and deal with some of the preliminary questions, three preliminary questions that many people have about Lent. Are you ready? Question number one. Isn't Lent a Roman Catholic thing? Isn't Lent a Roman Catholic thing? Well, sure it is, but it would be more accurate to say that it is a Christian thing. Well, how so? Well, all sorts of Christians have been practicing Lent, observing Lent for centuries all around the world. Not just Roman Catholic Christians, but Eastern Orthodox Christians, Anglican Christians, Episcopal Christians, Lutherans, and others. And how many of you have noticed that in more recent years, lots of other Christians have started to observe Lent too. Some Presbyterians, Methodists, Congregationalists, denominational, non-denominational people. How many of you have noticed that other Christians are also starting to practice Lent? They see So, Lent is a Christian thing. Question number two. Is Lent biblical? Is Lent biblical? This is a serious concern for some Christians, particularly Christians that come from non-liturgical churches and traditions. What I mean by that, I mean those churches that don't follow the historic Christian year with its calendar of celebrations, things like Lent and Advent. They are concerned, is Lent biblical? And actually, that is a pretty good question for a Christian to ask. Is something biblical? And it's something that you and I, as liturgical Christians, should probably ask ourselves a whole lot more often than we do about all of the things that we do. Doobie, doobie, doo. Thank you, Mr. Sinatra. But no, Lent is not in the Bible. But Lent is based on biblical principles. In fact, the whole season of Lent is inspired by the passage that we just heard from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. The account of Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness. And in Lent, we remember Jesus' time in the wilderness. And in a sense, in a sense, we enter into that wilderness of growth and testing with him. At least, we're invited to do so. So there's another connection with the Bible and with Lent. Uh, Anyone here notice that there's a lot of 40 days and 40 year periods in the Bible? Anyone notice this? Well, there's another connection with the 40 days of Lent. 
and the basic traditional practices of Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving uh, flood the pages of the Bible. It's all over the Bible. What, what's almsgiving? It's giving to those in need. And at one point in history, it was literally the giving of alms, that is, coins. So Lent is based on biblical principles. Question number three. Shouldn't we always practice our faith seriously, not just once a year for 40 days? Shouldn't we always practice our faith seriously, not just once a year for 40 days? Of course! Let's all loudly say that together. Of course we should practice our faith all the time. Of course. But Lent is an extended time of spiritual growth. An extended time. Here are some true-false questions. You tell me whether they're true or they're false. Life is often busy. True. True. Uh, Life often demands a lot from you. Lent is an opportunity to focus on your faith. True. True. Now just think about it, folks. Just think about it. Be honest. We set aside extended times for all sorts of other things. For vacation. For work projects. For hobbies. For the people that we care about. Lent is no different. Lent is an extended time where you are invited to give greater attention to how you live out your faith. To flexing your spiritual muscles. And to growing in your relationship with God. Okay, so now we can get back to my short little answer about observing Lent. Oh, wait, I forgot. Let me read you this quote from a spiritual writer. Did you know that the word Lent is derivative of the English word for spring? I see only a couple of you nodding, but yes, Lent is derivative of the English word for spring. So Lent is a season of spiritual spring Cleaning. Cleaning the house that is your life. That's what Lent is about. Sorry if you've been missing that all these years. Here's some questions for you to ponder over the next 40 days. What needs to be swept out of the house of your life? Giving something up. What needs to be brought into the house of your life? Taking something on. What needs to be organized in the house of your life? Think about everything. Health, finances, relationships, spirituality. Think about all of that stuff. What needs to be organized? That time involves giving up and taking on, right? How many of you have heard of St. John, the Apostle before? Okay, that was a giveaway for you. Just making sure you're tracking with me here. Some of you wandering off. St. John said that Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. John 10.10. Lent's purpose is not to make you feel bad. The purpose of Lent is not to do difficult things, just to do difficult things. The purpose of Lent is to wash your pastor's car. No, no, I'm just kidding. That's not the purpose of Lent. Seriously, with God's help, the purpose of Lent is to clean up your life. Is to invite springtime into your life. And in real, concrete ways. Grow in love toward God and toward others, whether you're 9 or 49 or 99. There's no, oh, I'm too old, I'm too young. No, that is for everybody. 
Okay, so now we can go back to the question I mentioned before. You ready? So when people ask me how they should observe Lent, I always give the same short answer. Give something up, take something on. Let's say that together. Give something up, take something on. Give something up. The purpose of giving up, say, chocolate is not to make your life miserable. The purpose of giving up for 40 days sweets or Instagram or cursing or whatever it is that you need to give up, the purpose of that is to open a spiritual window. Imagine a big window and these things, practices, they open that window. And they invite the freshness of God's springtime grace into your life. And all the transformation and all the things that God can do when you open your life to the Spirit. These little self-denials are ways in which you can train your will to cooperate with God's will. These little self-denials are ways in which you train yourself to say no to things that are not good for you. So that you might more readily say yes to things that are good for you and the world. These little self-denials can be ways of dealing with your sin. Sin being anything that separates you from God, and in unhealthy ways, separates you from others and from yourself. So, give something up. Right, take something on. Often to grow in life, to grow in maturation, to grow as a human being, to grow up toward forgiving someone, to grow in dealing with an illness, to grow in learning how to better be a servant to the world or serve other people often involves taking something on. Taking on a new responsibility. Taking on a new way of living life. Let us a season to try out different kinds of prayer, to take on different kinds of prayer. Maybe try praying with the Book of Common Prayer at home. That's what it's meant for. Or the Rosary, whether the Anglican or Catholic Rosary. Let as a time to approach God in different ways. Maybe in your own personal prayer, you might pray to God as Father, if that's not something you normally do. Or God as Mother. Or God as Spirit. As in the Holy Spirit. Lent is also a time where sometimes you reach back into something you used to do in a pre previous season of life. And you take it on again. Because you've lost it. You haven't been doing it. You've gotten away from it. So, for example, maybe you'll get back to saying, I'm really going to invest in this friendship. I'm really going to give this person attention, or this relationship, or this relative. Whatever the case is, say, I'm really going to get back to it and take it seriously like I used to. Or maybe you're going to get yourself outside a lot, because outside is you have a strong sense of the presence of God. Or whatever it is that you used to do in the past in your spiritual life that was really helpful you've gotten away from, might could be a time to take that on again. So it's not too late for you to have a basic plan for how you will observe Lent or modify the plan that you already have. You got six weeks from this Sunday to Easter Sunday. What will you do? How will you observe Lent? You need to maybe check in with God a little bit about that. Maybe trust a spiritual friend or two. We, that's why we hand out those planners and the calendars to help you do that. That's why we give them to you. Use them. Let this Lent be 
one that leads to a spiritual springtime for your soul. Let this Lent become for you an opening of the windows of your house to let God's spirit and love and presence and power in it to bring transformation, hope, and inspiration. How can you do all that? Well, the basics are pretty simple to say. Give something up. Take something up. Amen. Father Goodrich here. I hope this message blessed you in some way. Remember, faith isn't limited to one hour a week. Faith is about our whole lives, everything we do, every day of the week. So, live well.